0: all is well well as all welcome 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 back to elevated frequencies reading segment I'm your host sherry also known as shineshan also known as Nylaris we will continue to read a Cattle Witch by Neddy Okafor last week we ended it with chapters 14 and 15 where Uh, There was a masquerade created by Chi-Chi. And, um... Let's just see what is to come as far as her consequences for that. I want to first and foremost apologize for the tone of my voice as I am dealing with a little bit of drought problems. I mean, with the weather and everything, but... We'll be reading chapter 16 and 17, which fairly are short, so I am grateful for that. <laughs> but I'm sorry that it's short this week. But without further ado, trusting that you've found a comfortable place and has taken this time out to wind it down on today. Whether it be Wednesday that you are listening to me or any other day of the week, I just want the goal to be relaxation. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this. Chapter 16, Trouble at Home. The funky train stopped right in front of Orlu's house. Chi-Chi had only looked away when Sunny, Orlu, and Sasha tried to say goodbye. She was going straight to Leopard Knox with Anatole. I'll see you all in two weeks," Anatole said, that Thursday in the p.m. He too had been quiet through the trip. Sunny, he said, taking her hand before she got off. Did you have a good time? Best time of my life, she surprised herself by saying it. Good, he said. You sure you don't want me to drop you off in front of your house? Jesus' general asked, It's no problem. Oh, here is fine, she said, quickly hopping off. They watched the funky train drive away. What will they do to her? She asked. I think she's going to get canned, Orlu said. That masquerade was bad. But the fact that she called it in a public place like that, he shook his head. This is what I hated back in America. Sasha said. What? That people get punished when they deserve to be? Olu said. You should be going with her. I should, he said, looking at his feet. Then he sucked his teeth loudly and kicked some dirt. No one is willing to push the envelope. So what if she called up a damn mo' aku and it went wild? She still did it. She still performed the most sophisticated juju any of them had ever seen true, but you're wrong, Olu said. We can't live in chaos. The ages are set for each level for a reason. You can be able to do something and not be mature enough to deal with the consequences. Just like, like a girl who develops breasts too fast. It doesn't mean she's mature or anything. Ugh, Sunny suddenly said. I'm going home. I'll see you when I see you. Peace, Sasha said, hugging her. See you in class, Orlu said, also giving her a a hug. After a moment's hesitation, he kissed her on the cheek. She touched her cheek and looked at Orlu with wide eyes. Sasha chuckled. She didn't dare look his way. As she walked slowly down the street, she heard them start arguing again. Sunny returned home to music playing and her father's laughter. His friend Ola was visiting, and they were mildly drunk on palm wine as usual. Good afternoon, Ola said when he saw her trying to slip unnoticed to her room. Good afternoon, she said, trying to shake the discolo- dislocated feeling she was experiencing. It was like two realities fighting for dominance. Hi, Dad, she froze. The ghost hopper was sitting on his head. How was your weekend, he said with a lopsided smile. Um, it was good, she said, working hard not to look at the ghost hopper. Dad, there's a a leaf on your head. When he brushed his head, the ghost hopper leaped onto the arm of the chair. She slipped away before he could say any more. She heard her mother laughing in the kitchen and speaking in rapid English. She had to be talking to her sister who lived with her African American husband in Atlanta? Ah, you know you miss it. Her mother was saying, "You can't even find half the ingredients there for a decent egusi soup." Pause. I know. Mm-hmm. I plan to, but only when she's. She noticed Sunny come in and smiled. Ready. You want to talk to her? She just walked in. Hang on. Sunny. Come and talk to your auntie. Auntie Chinwe was one of Sunny's favorites. Her mother said that she was the free spirit of the family and that Sunny's grandfather considered her a disappointment. In addition to marrying an akara, as her grandfather called her African-American husband, auntie had also decided not to become a doctor. Instead, she'd studied dance. Now. She was a degreed professional dancer with a group called the Women of the Bush. She taught dance at Columbia University. The DVD of her shows was one of the Sunny one of Sunny's most prized possessions. You must have had fun, her mother said, kissing her cheek and giving her the phone. It was great, Mama, she said. Thanks for letting me go. She patted Sunny on the head. Hello? Sunny said, holding the phone to her ear. Her mother left the room to give them a little privacy. Sunny, Auntie said. How are you? I'm fine. I hear you went out with your friends yesterday. Yeah, it was great. It was nice to be out of the house and all. With her peripheral vision, she could see two ghost hoppers sitting on a bunch of plantains on the floor. One of them was munching on the stem so their was more than one. Well, I'm glad that you've made some good friends and that my sister has finally loosened the leash. You're a responsible girl and you should be treated that way. Sunny felt a little guilty. Auntie? She stepped over to look into the hall to make sure her mother wasn't hiding behind the door, as she often did. Mm Mm-hmm. She lowered her voice. Tell me about Grandma. Just a little bit. Something. Every time I ask Mama, she refuses to tell me. There was a pause. A long pause. Auntie? Are you there? Hello? Yes, I'm here, Auntie said. Where's your mother? She'll be back in a minute. What do you want to know? Was someone teasing you? No, she said. No, nothing like that. You sure? Yes, she heard, she said, she heard footsteps. Mama's coming, can you tell me? No, Auntie Chen Wei said. I can't tell you much of anything. Our mother, your grandmother, wasn't crazy. But she was full of secrets that she took to her grave. She never let any of us really know her. But how do you know there were secrets? Her mother walked in. "'Because I have eyes and I have ears,' Auntie Auntie said. "'Okay, Sunny,' her mother said. "'Let me finish talking to my sister "'before her phone card runs out. "'Look at your mother's side of of their bedroom,' "'Auntie said quickly. "'She keeps some things in a box, I think.' "'Okay,' she quickly said. "'Love you.' "'Love you too, sweetie,' Auntie said "'as her mother took the phone. "'Sister? "'So?' How are little James and Gauzy? Sunny took a small package of b- biscuits and went to her room. She closed and locked the door and sunk to the floor. I used to be trapped in the. Cycle Never I've in her it. life had she just... had so much swimming in her head. Never, ever. Ever. She would have curled up and gone to sleep right there, if she hadn't seen a ghost hopper sitting on her bed. She dragged herself up. Carefully, she picked up the ghost hopper. She was surprised when it didn't struggle. She'd seen one moving lightning fast when it wanted to. And she was sure its legs were, were very powerful. It weighed about a pound, and she had to use both hands. Its body felt substantial substantial despite its ghostly appearance. She set it on her dresser. She lay on her bed and brought out her new juju knife. It truly was magnificent. Magnificent. What was the blade made of? She held it and at once felt that odd sensation of it being part of her. She yelped when she felt something moving in her pocket. She was about to tear off her jeans, thinking it was a remaining wasp or ant from the masquerade. Then she remembered. It felt long ago since Junkman had given her the small blue bean. She held it up as it softly giggled and shook between her fingers. She placed it under the bed, under her bed as he had instructed, then she picked up her newspaper. When she unrolled it, a smaller circular newspaper fell out. Special Leopard Report, it read There was a soft drum beat that reminded her of the terrifying masquerade. Corruption in the Obi Library Olticado, the black hat, steals top secret book from the fourth floor. My God! Sonny flung the newspaper across the room. No more! Not a second passed before she heard a loud crackling sound. The bean. But thought he said to wait a few days, she said frowning. She hung over the bed and watched a small blue wasp emerge. She shuddered. But then she relaxed. This wasp didn't seem full of stinking, deadly mischief. It moved groggily around the empty casing. Then it picked up half, flew to her dresser and dropped it. It retrieved the other half and did the same. Then it rested for a moment. A minute later, it began to noisily eat the casings, making crunching and cracking sounds. I hope you're not poisonous, she muttered, putting the open pack, package of biscuits next to the wasp. Before she knew it, she was asleep. Something woke her up around midnight. PhD had taken the lights, and because it was a cool night, the generator had not been turned on. A clicking sound came from her dresser. She grabbed her bl- flashlight and turned it on. The biscuit package was empty, and beside it was a castle the size of her hand, made of what looked like crumbs. The blue wasp stood on top of the castle as if waiting for applause. Oh my goodness, she said, smiling at the nonsense of it all. That's. Wow, she softly clapped, and the wasp buzzed with pleasure. She spent the next two hours doing homework before finally going back to sleep. The end of chapter 16. Chapter 17. Basic Juju. The next two weeks passed quickly. Sunny spent most of it studying and reading and practicing and reading more. She was living two lives. In lamb school, she did well in her classes and kept away from Jabaku, who seemed to believe that what she'd seen during that fight was just Sunny's extremely ugly face. In leopard school, she did as well as she could. The next time they met after Abuja, they didn't do much. Chichi was still recovering from her canning. Sunny winced when she saw Chichi's back. The skin wasn't broken, but it was very bruised and tender. The council people didn't make empty threats. If you broke the big rules, you paid a big price. Chichi refused to talk about it and got angry at the slightest mention of sugar cream. After that, to Orlu's great dissatisfaction, Sasha and Chi-Chi grew more obsessed with the Udaid's Book of Shadows. Thankfully, they only read and discussed the book. They also grew obsessed with something else. Days after Chi-Chi's canning, Sunny and Orlu had gone to Chi Chi's hut after school. Only to find Sasha and Chi Chi standing in the doorway, locking lips. What the? Sunny exclaimed. Sasha and Chi Chi jumped apart, straightening their clothes. Sasha grinned and shrugged. Chi Chi only laughed. Orlu rolled his eyes, and Sunny just stood there, shocked. Totally unexpected. She glanced at Orlu and looked away. It's nothing, Chi-Chi said, going into the hut. Yeah, Sasha said, but Sunny saw how he watched Chichi go inside. This was not nothing, and it wasn't the last time she saw them kissing either. On top of this, Orlu was careful around her. He was the same Orlu she'd always known, except that he made it more to a point to open doors for her, things like that. Once, he even bought her some chocolates. Chichi and Sunny never discussed her and Olu, or chi or Chichi and Sasha. It was an unspoken agreement between the four of them. By the second week, Sunny knew several basic knife juju's, like how to amplify her voice, move small things, and keep mosquitoes away. But nothing that would harm a monster like Black Hat Otokado. It's so weird, she said one day as they sat outside Chichi's hut. It builds something new every day. I leave my window open so it can go out and find new materials and hide from my mother. It's a wasp artist, Oru said. They live for their art. If you wanted to live for a long time, make sure you let it out like you've been doing and show it that you appreciate its work. I'd smash the thing, Sasha said. My sister had one when she was small, and when she forgot to give it praise once, it got pissed and stung her. Its sting paralyzes you for ten minutes, so you can do nothing but watch it build, watch it build its final masterpiece. Then keep watching as it dramatically dies. The damn things are psychotic. Not if you treat them well, Olu said. You shouldn't be forced to treat anything well, Sasha said, giving Orlu an annoyed thought. It should be your choice. Not all things are a choice, Orlu said. Some things should come naturally. For me, it... Will you two shut up? Chi-Chi snapped. Sunny laughed. Things were back to normal. The End of Chapter 17 I told you guys, short and sweet this week. Um, there were no Sabidi images, sorry. Um, but I will still, you know, upload that chapters 17 and 18 are now out. Uh, I mean 16 and 17 are now out. But dang, I feel bad for Chi-Chi. She got canned, y'all. And that is that was her punishment for doing the I just feel bad. Because it sounds pretty painful. Um, But yeah. Next week we will be reading chapters 18 and 19. And I look forward to reading this with you guys. Um, I'm so grateful for the alignment that these chapters were short. Based off of how I'm feeling. But um, we will continue to read, read, read. Reading is fundamental. Um, And until next time, stay true. Stay you. Namaste.